It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by an author of a book coming out tomorrow called Father Figure, How to Be a Feminist Dad, Jordan Shapiro. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jess. Hi, Zerlina. It's so great Good to morning. be here. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Fun. I mean, this is a great this is a great conversation. We talk about this kind of stuff on the show all the time, how we need we need more men in this fight. You know, we can't black people aren't going to fix racism. Women can't fix misogyny like so much of the patriarchy hurts men. And we never hear about that. Um, and here you've gone and done it. So congratulations. The book is out tomorrow. How are you feeling? It's out tomorrow, and, uh, and, 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 you know, when I first decided to write it, it was because I, I read about a study that said that men are most, much more likely to, to listen to issues of gender equality when they came from other men. And while that's a terrible thing to be true, I was like, all right, well, then I guess someone has to, has to say it to them. It's so true. I say this as somebody who's lived this experience. So, you know, I do, I do speak on a lot of college campuses, and um, I realize, like, if I – I one day I'm just going to have like a white man come and do the speech that I've prepared. And I'm just going to sit on the side and just see the difference in the reaction. Um, and there's, you know, there's there's feminist men who who do the same work. There's a man named Jackson Katz who's been doing a lot of work um, in the area of men's violence against women. And he always talks about the fact that like he literally is saying the same thing that feminists have been saying forever and ever, but no one listens to the women when they say it. So like, he's like, I'm going to step forward and use my white and maleness, um, to at least get over the hump of like, you know, sometimes people don't listen to the black lady because they can't relate to the experience as part of it. Um, so, so what makes it work? Um, when it when it comes from somebody who looks like you, and sort of that first wall <laughs> is lowered a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. The first thing I want to say is you just said sometimes people don't listen to the to the black lady. I mean, I would say oftentimes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um, it's 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 un, it's unfortunate, but but our our society is organized in such a way that uh, that that white men are absolutely. Privileged, and when I say privileged, you know, I want to be clear that privileged in the ways we're talking about, because there's certainly a lot that are that are poor and struggling and, and going through lots of difficulties. But in privileged in the sense that people automatically take what you're saying more seriously, right? Automatically assume you're some kind of um, uh, authority, um, and and that's from years and years of 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 sort of intentional <laughs> systemic construction of, of, of a world like that. And so, you know, we're, we're the first ones who have to say, Hey, Hey, uh, we're, we're going to change. We're going to, we're going to wield our privilege in, uh, more, in, in my case, in feminist ways, but, but I would, but I would hope also in anti-racist ways and, and, and in, in, in anti-transphobic ways, right. All the, all the ways that, that prevent anyone from having a life of dignity. So how has the book been received? Like how 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 are the conversations with 
you know what? Let me start. Let me start a little earlier than that. When you told your guy <laughs> friends that you were writing this, what did they say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a lot of different reactions. Um, um, you know, for, for, you know, if you ask most men, how do you feel about gender equality? They're going to say, you know, I'm all for it. But then when you use the F word feminism, a lot of them go, Oh, that's too serious. Right. That's too much. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I got a mix between people who were like, wow, that's really great. And that's really exciting. And, and the book father figure at its core is a book that is designed to help men who want to make these changes right. do a better job of doing sort of self-interrogation so that they can do it better. So I think most men have been actually pretty excited about it, although I do sort of wonder, um, you know, I, I just sort of sent it to all those friends. They haven't, they haven't all read it yet, so I wonder if there's a little fear, uh, but I, I don't think there should be any because this is not a book that's like, hey, you're so bad, right? This is not a book right. that goes, hey, men are supervillains. This is a book of, uh, uh, about how men can stop feeling like supervillains and make the changes that I think most of them want to make anyway. I mean, so, it's so you, true. you have four foundational principles that you lay out in the book about um, how how to become a, a feminist dad. And this is about this is not just about be, becoming a feminist man. This is about parenting in a feminist way, which is honestly, you know, it's a twofer. Not only do you grow, you make sure that you raise kids that understand that inclusivity is not a thing to be afraid of. It's a thing to embrace. Um, so so talk about some of that advice for people who might be hearing this stuff for the first time. Yeah. Um, so, so there's four foundational principles that I lay out in the book and it, it's hard, you know, people, people like things to have bullet points. So it, so I had to somehow reduce it to four things. I'm not quite sure it really holds up in reality because you kind of have to do them all at, you know, it's like in, being intersectional, right? You have to do them all at right. once and all mixed together. So, so, but, but I tried to do it in something that was easily palatable. Um, and so I came up with four, with, with four principles. Uh, the first one is you have to be committed to, um, to, 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 to cultivating critical consciousness, right? So what that means is just a real willingness to look at yourself critically, to look at the world criti critically, to look at the different habits of mind you have, and to ask yourself, where might I be reproducing inequalities, right? Where may I be reproducing um, dominance, violence, things, things that I don't mean intentionally, right? Because again, I don't think most people are running around the world going, hey, I want to be full of hate. Hey, I want to be putting <laughs> other people down, right? I think most people are running to the world going, I'm not like that, but they're not willing to do the work to recognize the places where they unconsciously and inadvertently are still perpetuating and maintaining the, the, the same kind of misogyny or, or sexism. Uh, so that's number one, critical consciousness. Um, num number two is what I call responsive fathering, which should probably really be responsive parenting because I don't know that it is gender specific in, in any way, but, but I, I, it's a book about fatherhood, so I called it responsive mm -hmm. fathering. Uh, and what it means is, is what it sounds like, right? A willingness to respond to the people around you, to your family, to your spouses, to, your, to, to everyone. And, and that may sound obvious, but most of what privileged white men learn is that we're the authority. We get to define the story for everybody else, right? Everybody else is our supplemental character. We don't believe that on an intellectual level, but on an unconscious level, we go through the world believing that, you know, we're the main character, we're the hero, we're Luke Skywalker, and everyone else is our mentor and our villain and our, and our <laughs> comedic sidekick, right? Even our kids, right? Our kids, oh, right. they're just our kids. They don't have their own story. Um, 
and so, so, so it's this idea to give up that sense of I'm the center of attention and realize that you should be responding to other people's adventures, other people's stories, and, and recognize that you're a part of that, right? So, so you might be the, the mentor in someone else's story. You might be the villain in someone else's story, and you need to respond to that accordingly, not always doubling down on this is me and I'm great. Um, the, the, the third one is, is a commitment to, to getting rid of what I call locker room gender essentialism in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> right, gender, and gender essentialism is this idea that, that, that our biological sex creates our personality traits, right, or creates our, our psychology, right? This idea that because of my genitals, I'm suddenly going to think a certain way, right? This is the nonsense kind of things we hear, like women are better at multitasking, right? Uh, as, if, as if they were like, you know, as if it's written into our DNA or something like that. Almost every scientific study has shown that that's not true. I mean, there's some bad scientific studies that try to show it is true, but if you really get into it, and I have for the last two years, what you find is that, is that none of it really holds up, this idea that there's a man's brain or a woman's brain. or, or I mean, n- none of that holds up. I mean, honestly, even the categories men and women, women hardly hold up when you get <laughs> right. down to the deep, Facts. deep, deep science. <laughs> So, so, so I call it locker room gender essentialism because as I was writing it, I thought of all these stories of when I was in yeah. middle school and like some kid was like, was like, girls like it when you do this. And, right. and like, I, I, like, I believed that, right? I don't know why I believed some dumb 12 year old, but, but I believed it. And it <laughs> because you were also a dumb 12 year old. It's not on you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Question- exactly. exactly. And who knows where they heard it? An uncle, right. a brother, who knows? Right. And the question, the question. <laughs> um, I guess becomes now it's like why do adult men still believe that 12 year old right like why did why do they still have those beliefs that they learned from the 12 year old in the locker room who learned it from his uncle who probably learned it from a 12 year old in the locker room so it's like this like cycle <laughs> that where where um you know people aren't questioning things number one on your list actually is a concept that we do on the show all the time um which i call sitting in your discomfort. <laughs> um, so it's, it's this idea that like, you know, a lot of times people perpetuate bad things that they've learned because it's based on assumptions and they just haven't like sat and thought about it or like questioned it. <laughs> um, and sometimes that that action and that activity of like sitting and being like, oh, wait, that thing I'm doing is that the best thing to like way to do it? Um, is this the best way to be in this situation? Like, what are other perspectives? Like, that is an uncomfortable thing. How how are you going to get men to feel uncomfortable? They don't like to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> well, most people don't like to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but most of us have but to men, on a regular men, basis. Yeah, anyway. men. Yeah. It's a different thing with men. That's a fair point. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Well, I, you know what I'll do? You know, the reason I use the term critical consciousness rather than, than sitting with your discomfort, I, I, I mean, they're both great terms. I, I, I picked it from the, the, the famous Brazilian educator activist, Paulo Freire. And uh, the way he uses it is this idea that we're all sort of 
have bought into systems that end up defining the possibilities for how we live our lives, right? They define what we think we can aspire to. Um, and we believe them, like we, whether or not they're true. And so I, I think what men need to realize is, as you said earlier, right, patriarchy is not good for men, right? We, we, we sort of, uh, I know the media makes it sound so often like men are running around being dominant, but most men feel like they're being squashed because there's only room for one alpha at the top of the hill, right? So everyone's just constantly in this stupid fight for alphaness that is nonsense, right? Um, and, and, and so being willing to do this critical consciousness lets you out of that, right? You don't have to anymore be, be in this uncomfortable, some people call it a man cage or a man box, right? You don't, you don't have to be in that any, any, anymore. You can be whatever you want, you know? And this is not like, I, I know there's a lot of stuff out there that's like, you know, be more vulnerable, talk about your feelings all the time. I'm definitely not so great at talking about my feelings all the time, but that's not a, you know, that's not a requirement of giving up uh, the idea of dominance and, and, and emotional and physical violence and coercing other people and, and seeing yourself as the center, right? You, you, you don't have to become, uh, you know, constantly processing feelings in order to do that. Okay, you brought up Luke Skywalker. So I just like, what's wrong with Star Wars? Did I learn bad things <laughs> from Star Wars? <laughs> so there is a, lo a long part in, in Father Figure. That it's not so much that you learn wrong things from Star Wars. There's a lot of great stuff in Star Wars, right? There's a lot of great stuff about the Force. There's a lot of great stuff Balance, about... Um, yeah balance yeah but it but also what's in it is this weird uh, this weird oedipal story of a, of a son that needs to battle with a father um and, and that's to, to me that's at the core that's sort of the archetype at the core of of what's now called toxic masculinity right this i, I this like idea that every son is going to become a teenager and then they have to go like murder their father metaphorically of course right they have to have their like big battle with their with 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 their father and 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 then the father has to has to become vanquished like weak weakened in, in the end and this this is this is a story that sort of builds one on that idea that we're the center of the story right that we're the authority that's right. not responsive right um but 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 also it builds this idea that that you have to be toughened up right that that, that dad's job is to be the villain that has to cut your hand off, right? Just to use the mm. Star Wars example, right? Give you the wounds that prepare you to deal with the, the danger and apathy of the real world. And, and well, that's, you know, we all do need to deal with, with some of the difficulties of the real world. We have this idea that, that, that the, the nurturing that's often associated with mothering equals coddling, right? Thinking about codependency equals coddling, not being a rugged individual self-made man somehow makes you weak which is just absurd because nobody's self-made right like like right. everybody has needs a whole community of people to help them live their lives okay so more extended That's universe deep. less skywalker saga i got it we can do this <laughs> wait I'm, I'm, i missed that say that again more extended universe, less Skywalker saga. Like it's got you got to open it up because when you open right. up Star Wars, it's like, oh, there's all these neat little stories over here that we weren't even paying any attention to because we were all exactly. focused on the Skywalker saga. Yeah. No, I'm into this. I can get now this. You got yeah. It. It, yeah. It was no, a, a light bulb moment for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true, right? We're we we've there, you know, there's so many things, especially in 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 the literature of so-called masculinity too. Of this, you know, lots of great messages about about confidence and empowerment and serving others and 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 you know having good ethics. Great messages, but then they get mixed up with this 
with this sort of violent individualism, which which perpetuates misogyny, perpetuates sexism, um, does more to tell those who look like Luke Skywalker, white men, right, that they're that they're ultimately the savior of the whole world. Mm. That's got to be a burden. That's every movie. <laughs> it's every movie. I mean, it wasn't it's, it's until almost like 20... every movie. Yeah, we're starting. Yeah. We're starting to get some better. I heard you guys earlier. We're talking about Girls Five Eva. I was watching yes. it. Uh, I just started it last night. It's 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 really funny, and it really actually does. At least the few episodes I've seen do a very good job of pushing against some of these familiar tropes. It's so it's so funny, and I mean, one of the things that I I think. Um, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, Jess, which, which is just the idea that, like, you know, in the in most movies, it centers around the guy, you know, avenging. I mean, more recently, it's been a dog, but usually a woman, <laughs> um, usually a woman. I mean, like, I was really mad when they did that to James Bond, the Daniel Craig James Bond, because I was like, the whole point of James Bond is like, that's not. I don't want this whole middle love story just so she can die. I don't need that. Like, this is James Bond, right? <laughs> but I think, like, to your point, why don't we just decenter the the white man solo story hero? I mean, like, because the white man in the in, even in that movie, he's not alone. He always has like a team. There's always a team. It's led by the white man on every show, <laughs> in every crime procedural. <laughs> um, but but remember, everybody's a part of a team, and we got to think maybe more like along those lines. I think it would be more productive. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right, and I think you're pointing to uh, to to. I mean, you're pointing to two things. One, which is just the the representation problem, right? If 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 all the big heroes are are white men, and I'm sure there's some people out there being like, well, what about Will Smith? He's all, all right. There's a few there's a few examples here and there, <laughs> but most of them are still white men. Um, but 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 the but the point beyond the representation, not more important, just just, a, just another point is that it does build this narrative of individualism, and it also simultaneously tells kids, especially that unless you look like this, you're never going to achieve that individualism, mm-hmm. right? You're always just trying to to to. There's only one group that really we see continuously in the media is allowed to be independent, and they're not even independent. So they all also feel like they don't live up to that model. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that this book is going to be out in the world. Mm -hmm. I really hope everybody reads it. Uh, Jordan Shapiro, (laughs) thank you so much for being here. It is father figure, how to be a feminist dad. Um, You probably need it in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, thanks thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.